everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about the biggest weight loss myth is that you are going to use willpower to follow a diet and get to your goal weight and stay there. It's not gonna happen. Um, not to say that it can't happen because there's always outliers, but for the vast majority of people, right? 82 to 95% it's estimated fail to lose weight long-term with a diet using willpower. So with those numbers, we're gonna say that that's probably the biggest myth that you're believing, that you can just start a keto plan, intermittent fasting, Weight Watchers, um, pick it, doesn't matter. You're gonna pick that plan day one, you're gonna use your willpower to follow it perfectly, and you're gonna ride that perfection all the way out to your goal weight. Um, has almost zero percent chance of actually working out for you, especially if you've tried it multiple times. So what is the alternative? Well, the alternative is that you start to approach your weight loss like you would learning a musical instrument, where you realize that it requires that you're going to have to be more patient because it's a bunch of skills that you're developing in order to reach the goal you want to achieve. So again, with piano, you can't just decide you're gonna master it tomorrow and practice 10 hours a day and be great by the end of the month. You have got to commit to a long-term plan and you have to systematically improve at all the different aspects of playing the piano. And you have got to go into it with a state of patience. Now, if you don't get that metaphor, let's switch over to one other metaphor that is the same type of thing. It's like if you wanted to farm, okay? If you were gonna grow plants, you have got to go into it with a longer time frame. There is no magic formula where you can put the seed in the ground and all of a sudden you have a plant the next day. And so when you farm, there's got to be a longer time frame and you do the things in order in order to get to the ultimate results you wanna to get to. But when it comes to weight loss, everyone's trying to short circuit the process. They're trying to instantly do it and follow a plan that's not even built for you. So again, the alternative is that we need to look at this as something that you're going to do long-term. And again, that's not a problem because how long do you wanna keep the weight off for? Forever. And so we're gonna do this long-term and we're gonna get better every day, right? Again, program yourself then we follow the 1% improvement every day. Every day you get 1% better than you were yesterday. And we keep building on that 1% until eventually you have mastered your eating, your lifestyle, your thinking, your emotions, and ultimately your weight. And that is the way that you master your weight. There is no shortcut, there is no diet that works for everyone. We can't rely on willpower, we have to automate the behaviors. And so this is the path to getting the results you want. And once you wake up from this myth and once you recognize that trying to force yourself to follow a diet with willpower is never going to get you the results you want, you will open yourself up to the real genuine solution, which is to each and every day get better and better. So that by next year at this time, you're gonna look back and say, holy shit, I cannot believe how much I have transformed and you're gonna be sitting in a lighter body, okay? So give this some thought because again, we're so entranced by the diets that sometimes we don't even realize the most obvious basic fact of all is that they do not work. And you know this, if you really are honest with yourself, deep down, you don't believe any of these diets are going to work for you now, which is why you feel this sense of apathy. And so as soon as you let the diets go, now again, you can learn from them, you can use some of the, the aspects of diets, but always in service of creating your 
your own one-of-a-kind plan. And as you start to walk that path, I think you're gonna find that you get much better results and it is much, much easier. So best of luck with that path and that strategy. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Talking about how bad diets are here. <laughs> and uh, if anyone has any specific questions you're dealing with, feel free to ask them. Um, it's funny, I was doing a coaching call yesterday and, and geez Louise, the, the, the patience piece of the puzzle, <laughs> right? It's always the patience, you know, it's always, always the patience. People are so impatient with their weight loss that I, I truly believe impatience is probably the biggest struggle people have, you know? Weight loss isn't that hard, you know what I mean? It's really not. What makes it hard is your impatience in, in your your, your need almost to have it happen fast. And um, you know, that that's that's the problem. So once we bring more patience into this and once we have a longer term time frame, uh, everything changes. You know, the whole process changes and it doesn't have to be hard. You know, it can be easy. <laughs> I just made a video about that, talking about how to instead of looking at the fastest weight loss, you look for the easiest weight loss. And you're not, you're not looking for the easiest weight loss. I promise you, you're looking for the fastest. And when all you do is look for the fastest weight loss, you have to understand the fastest weight loss is the hardest weight loss, right? And um, it's the equivalent of like a get rich quick scheme. You know, anyone with money or a successful career, just, you know, they look at get rich quick schemes and you recognize they're bullshit. You know, but when it comes to weight loss, that's everything. It's all lose weight quick schemes, you know, that don't work. And so it is up to you to recognize that, to realize that and put yourself on a different path if you actually want to lose weight, you know, and um, geez, the, the patience thing. You know, I say this too, because the irony of the, pa the impatience that you may have for your weight loss is that as impatient as you are, how much weight have you lost this year, the last six months? Right. And if the answer is zero or you put weight on, I mean, how are you still impatient? <laughs> you know, okay, fine. I get you're impatient the first, you know, six months you tried losing weight the first time ever. But how can you be 10, 20, 30 years into the process now and still so impatient with your weight loss? Like it makes no sense, you know? You gotta recognize that it, it just ain't working, you know. We gotta change it up um, and make it easier. Um, Tabby said, you said that it's a good to have a time for your meals. What if I don't feel hungry at all? Um, that's a good question, Tabby. We, we just, we went deep dived into this yesterday in the coaching call. Um, you know, listen, I always start things off by saying, first of all, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Okay. So that's the first thing. And uh, that being said, I can tell you me personally, if I don't structure my eating, so, so I always say, right, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. My one exception is I, I believe you have got to structure your eating. I, I just don't see how you're going to have an unstructured eating, just eat when you're hungry, all of that stuff. I just don't see that working. Um, me personally, just as an example, like if I'm like sitting here and I'm like, am I hungry? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm always hungry. I could always eat, literally. <laughs> like I literally can always think of something to eat. If I ask myself the question, am I hungry? I'm always hungry. So that's a dangerous game to get in. 
And I know that the, the idea of intuitive eating sounds so good. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds, I'm gonna listen to my body and my body, when my body's hungry, I'm gonna eat and I'm gonna eat just enough to nourish myself and then I'll stop. And when I'm not hungry, I just won't eat. And it's like, it sounds so good, but I just have not seen it work because most people are really bad at even knowing when they're truly hungry, you know? Cause it's like, yeah, okay, you're not hungry now, but what about, Oh my, I got an odd humming sound. Let me try this. It might be on your end. I got, I have like a heater on, but I don't think you guys can hear that. I don't know if that, that fix it at all. Um, but yeah, so, so anyways, but okay, so let's get into the, let, let's talk about that though. Cause a lot of people say, so, well, Hey, I'm going to eat breakfast, but I'm not even hungry. Yeah. Well, you probably ain't hungry at breakfast because you, you ate late at night. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, so what I'm saying here is when, when it starts to talk about structured eating, you got to zoom out and look at the big picture because a lot of people, they zoom in and say, I'm not hungry at breakfast. You know, well, you might not be hungry at breakfast because if we look at what'd you do yesterday, you didn't eat breakfast, you didn't eat lunch, and then you overate afternoon and in the evening. Right. And so now you're not hungry in the morning. You know what I mean? So the first thing I would suggest is if you want to play with your eating, did that fix it, Jody? Um, if you want to structure your reading and let's just say you want to start with breakfast and you don't have to eat breakfast. I'm not sitting here. There really, there is no, there is no right or wrong. There, there really isn't. Um, I, you can successfully lose weight without eating breakfast. I, re, I can't, I, or I, could I, I guess I could, but it's, I enjoy eating breakfast. I like eating breakfast. Okay. But, um, again, if you, there's a thing called the weight registry study. And if you look that up, that's all people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off for two years. And they have surveys. They ask them, you know, what'd you do? And so you, you find it, most of them weigh themselves every day. Most of them um, eat breakfast. Okay. But, you know, and when I say, I, I forget the numbers now, but I think it was like 60% eat breakfast, but that means 40% don't eat breakfast. You know, and it might even be higher than that. But so you always have to understand, you always have to resonate and bounce everything off yourself. You know, is this working for you? And, um, but that being said, I think structuring your reading is, is to me the most important thing in terms of getting your reading down so you can lose weight. I think if you don't structure your reading, well, what are you going to do? Just what are you going to do? If you don't structure your reading, you're just going to eat when you feel like you're hungry. You're, you're going to be this intuitive eater. And first of all, you can't trust your intuitions now anyways. I got good intuitions now after 30 years and I don't trust my intuitions. I eat very structured times, you know? But again, when we want to change, we say, I want to start eating breakfast. Well, we got to look at what preceded that for 12, 24 hours, you know? How'd you eat at night? So if I wanted to start eating breakfast, what I'm doing is I'm going to say, okay, tonight I'm going to stop eating. Now, again, it's relative to when you normally stop. Um... <laughs> Astrid says, I'm a breakfast man now, see? So Astrid's in the program, and she, we, we identified this the other day, where some days she's eating breakfast, some days she's not. And the day she's not, it's a free-for-all in the afternoon and evening, right? And when she eats the breakfast, it's much more, her, her day of eating is much more predictable. As That makes sense, doesn't it? Now, what a lot of dieters are doing is they're saying, okay, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm not going to eat lunch. Why? Because for most people, you start the day off with the highest, your, your willpower is at its highest point and your hunger is at its lowest point. And so a lot of people that want to lose weight say, okay, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat breakfast. Okay, here's lunch. I'm not going to eat lunch. Oh shit, here comes one, two o'clock. 
And now the hunger's up here and the willpower is down here. And this is where everything falls apart for people. Because I need to fix my afternoon and night eating. No, you don't. You need to fix your breakfast and lunch eating. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know? And so, um, so yeah. So if I want to eat breakfast, what I'm doing is the night before, I'm going to stop eating earlier. So if I typically eat until 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to stop eating at 8 o'clock. For me personally, what I've worked on and now, now I stop eating 6, 7 o'clock at night. So when I get up in the morning for breakfast, I'm hungry and I want to eat. Could I go longer? I could. But if I go longer, it throws me off balance. Okay? Because how do you make food decisions, folks? <laughs> this is the part. This drives me fucking nuts is being a hypnotist and like doing this work. I look at things way different than the average person. And this idea of how you're approaching your eating is fucking bonkers because it's not working. Because what are you trying to do? You're constantly trying to use your willpower to restrict your eating, to not eat. And so what's happening is you're starving, you're hungry of nonstop cravings. And your moods are all over the place. Your willpower is all over the place. You, you probably don't even understand your willpower, right? Your willpower is not this non-physical thing like your soul. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a brain process. It's a muscle. It's a brain muscle. And you can overuse it and then it disappears you know so you keep trying to restrict all your eating and it ain't working right and so um you know so we need to be more strategic and i believe the strategy and program yourself then we learn to manage our hunger we're not fighting against it we're managing it we don't let ourselves get to a point where we're starving see like this is the part that I mean, it's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like judge diet, dieters. I'm not because it's like I don't blame any dieter. I think that you know you're you're just at the mercy of all these diet ads. You know, it's been a whole lifetime of millions of diet ads you've seen. So when you think about weight loss, you're subconsciously referencing diets, and they don't fucking work. You know, but you keep referencing them because you don't have any other point to reference. You can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. And the diets you're referencing are all bullshit. All the diets you're referencing, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, um, Slim Fast, Atkins, all that stuff, it's all owned by big food companies. Do you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast, the same company owns Ben & Jerry's. They don't want you to lose weight. You know what I mean? They're just teaching this bullshit stuff where you never succeed. And so this idea that you're going to over-restrict your eating, right? Because you want to lose weight quick. So you're going to cut 50, 60% of your calories on day one. Okay, well, that means by the time you get to the evening, you're going to be starving and you've got no willpower and you're probably going to eat the bullshit. How many times have you done this? I mean, hundreds, thousands, when you oh, wake up one day, okay, that's it. I'm going to lose weight today. No sugar, no calories. I'm not going to eat for 16 hours, no carbs. Right? And you do it for a few hours and then you're struggling. Then you usually don't make it past the day. Right? And you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over and over though. You know? And it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Stephanie says, I've lost 30 kilograms since January and recently I've been self-sabotaging myself. How to stop this? Uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, I mean, congratulations on the 30 kilograms. That's quite an accomplishment. Um, since January. Okay? And now you're hitting the holidays. Right. So it's you got two combos working against you. One is you're, you're, you know, 11 months into this. And the other one is that now you're hitting the holidays. OK. And so the big challenge for you, Stephanie, is that you've had this mindset. Well, let me back it up a little to explain this. 
pretty much all of you watching this right now, you got two mindsets. You've got an overweight mindset, which is your normal, natural mindset. Like if you're not thinking about weight, food, all the rest of it, just living your life, doing what you do. The way you think, the way you live, the way you eat keeps you overweight. And it's just you do that on autopilot. And then you got your diet mindset. And your diet mindset is when you fight against this other mindset. Okay. And so Stephanie, you've been using your diet mindset. You've been in your diet mindset for the last 11 months. Now, the crazy part is that you have not changed your overweight mindset at all. All you've done is you've put the diet mindset in control. And so you've lost 30 kilograms, which is pretty considerable and pretty amazing. But now the same problem remains that you've got an overweight mindset and you've got a diet mindset and you can't diet forever. And so the big problem is that you have not been working on creating a thin and healthy mindset. And so it's showing up now because A, this always happens, you know, usually you've made it 11 months, which is better than most people. Um, but what happens is 11 months into it, it starts to get boring, right? The weight loss has slowed down probably a little bit. It gets boring. And on top of that, now we get the holidays. You're like, how the hell am I going to go through the holidays being a dieter, right? Because part of being a dieter is having this all or nothing mindset. And it's very difficult to be all or nothing when it's the holidays, right? Because now it's like, what the, what, what am I doing? What's the point, right? You've lost a lot of the weight. The thrill of losing the weight is starting to minimize, right? Because most dieters, they trade the excitement of the food, the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And that's another big challenge dieters have is as you get closer to your goal weight, that thrill of losing the weight starts to get less and less. And now it's the holidays on top of it, okay? So again, you're, you're in an all or nothing mindset, I'm going to assume, um, I'd love to know what your strategy, what you've been following to, to lose the weight. I'd like to hear that. I could give you better information, feedback. Um, but most dieters are all or nothing and then they hit the holidays and now it's hard to be all or nothing. And so with Program Yourself Thin, we're all or something. And the holidays are the perfect time to be all or something. That's why I say my favorite clients, a lot of my favorite clients are ones that start in December because they're not falling into the same compulsion of weight loss where he's like, oh, I'm going to wait till January 1st. No, you're not. No, you're not. You said that for the last 50 years. No, you're not. Just just stop it, <laughs> you know? But he's going to start January 1st. It gives him cover to eat like shit during the holidays. So the holidays are the perfect time to practice being all or something. Not perfect, but not absolutely off track, right? And so again, in the program, we call it minimize the damage mode. And that's where I am right now. And I will be as the holidays get closer, um, I ease off on my eating and all the rest of it. But Stephanie, I'm going to guess that you're very, very rigid and you have to be all or nothing. And it's very difficult for you to be all or nothing as the holidays are here and you have no clue how to be all or something. I'm going to guess, but give me some feedback here. We'll, we'll go into this a little more if you would like to. Um, Tree Dunham. I just saw that Nestle has a nutrition podcast. No way I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, you know what I mean? No way, dude. Nestle, all these big companies are the worst, dude. They are cigarette companies. Okay, do you understand? And it's so funny because we all hate the cigarette companies, right? But we love the food companies. They're the same thing. Do you understand? Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally merged. They're the exact same company. The parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris. These guys saw the writing on 
on the wall in the 70s that the cigarette, um, the studies were coming out that cigarettes were linked to cancer. And so they divested from the cigarettes, went into the food, brought the exact same strategy to create the most addictive product possible, um, use the most aggressive marketing possible, and sit on the study and the science of how damaging it is to us. And they're doing the exact same thing. They are going to have warning labels on food within 20 years. Don't wait till that happens. Wake up now and realize that what they are constantly conditioning us to do and eat is bad for us. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to any Nestle podcast on nutrition and that's what they do. It's the big lie. It's the big lie. It's the Hitler thing. And that's what these companies do. They do the big lie. So Nestle's going to tell you about nutrition. Oh my God. I would not listen to that. <laughs> Talk about hypnosis. You're going to walk out of that podcast completely backwards. Okay. Please don't listen to that podcast. I've not even heard about it. I'm going to do a, a podcast on Nestle's nutrition podcast. What a bunch of bullshit. Um, I get, I get, I get worked up with these companies. I tell you how to stay consistent during weight loss. Great question. Um, and it's an easier answer than you may think, right? I get people all the time. They say, my biggest challenge with weight loss is the consistency wrong. That's not your biggest challenge. Well, maybe it is, but it's not for the reason you think. Um, what most people do again is they go all or nothing mode and they're at nothing and they jump up to all. That's an enormous jump. Again, metaphorically, it's like if you've never played the piano, you want to play the piano. You say, I'm going to practice 10 hours a day because I got to get good fast. Okay, sounds like a great plan. But after the first day, you wake up and your fingers are like this and you hate the piano. Not such a good plan. And you're doing the same thing with your weight loss. Is it hard to be consistent or are you making the plan so difficult it's almost impossible to be consistent? So is your lack of consistency a reflection of your inability to be consistent or is it a reflection that the plan is so difficult it's almost impossible to be consistent with it? I'll leave that up for you to decide. So for me to be more consistent, I wanna make things really easy. I wanna make it easy to be consistent. I wanna find that sweet spot. Again, it's where the 1% better every day philosophy starts to kick in. You're trying to be 100% better tomorrow until I lose the weight. That's not going to work. No way. No way. <laughs> You've got to make the plan easier and you ain't doing that. You're not doing that because you're impatient. You just want fast weight loss. If it's not fast weight loss, you're not interested. Um, but you better be because otherwise you're always going to struggle with consistency. This is why program yourself in, for example, I know consistency is an issue. And at this point, you don't even believe you can be consistent. You're apathetic. You can't even get yourself started because you know that. So program yourself in. A core, one big piece of the program is it's delivered through your phone. And so it's a five minute hypnosis session in the morning to develop that consistency. Because in program itself, then we have the mantra consistency over intensity. And when it comes to your weight loss, I can almost guarantee that you're valuing intensity over consistency. It's hard to have both all at, all at once. If you want to develop, if you have to choose between consistency and intensity, you know, you go ahead and choose your intensity. That's what you're doing. And you're intense for a couple days and a couple weeks. I would suggest you start valuing consistency over the intensity, get consistent and slowly ramp up the intensity. I don't see any other way you can succeed with that. So that, that'd be my suggestion um, for that question there. Um, so what do you suggest? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean specifically. I suggest all sorts of things. <laughs> Be a little more specific and I'll, I'll suggest it more specifically. Uh, but if you're asking like, do I suggest diets? I don't suggest diets. So what do you suggest other than a diet? Well, I suggest you approach your weight loss like you would anything else you want to get good at. Like learning an instrument, learning a language, learning a skill, 
martial arts, the musical instrument, anything that you want to get good at, you have to approach it strategically in a way that you're set to work on it for a long period of time, which is the opposite of how you're approaching weight loss. You know, so that's one piece. But the other side is what are you aiming at? Right. So when it comes to weight loss, all you're doing is you say, give me the plan. I'll just force myself to follow it. So I would f suggest that you focus a good amount of your energy on shifting your mindset. Your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. You weigh what you want to weigh. Another way to put it, your subconscious programming, your neural wiring is what's keeping you overweight. Lisa says, most overweight people are all or nothing people. How do you shift your mindset? Yeah, that's great. Well, you have to stop being all or nothing. It doesn't work, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, in programming yourself, well, here's what I would suggest anyways. And so, so I know a lot of things I'm gonna say, Lisa, are gonna be a little bit unsatisfying because in this format, I'm just kind of answering questions. So I'm kind of all over the place. But if you're really serious about finding the answer, um, what I would suggest is go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you and listen to it. But more importantly, watch the training I give you. Three Steps to Master Your Weight. It's all free. And that lays out the whole process that I work, I, I, I take people through, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, most overweight people are all or nothing people, not that easy going. I get that. I mean, I'm the same way. Listen, everyone in my program is an overthinker and usually to some degree um, a perfectionist, right? So to your point, I get that. But at some point, you got to realize this ain't working. Being a perfectionist with your weight loss if you're overweight. Now, if you're at your ideal weight and you're a perfectionist, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you're a perfectionist, you identify as a perfectionist and you're overweight and have been struggling away for a while, cut the shit, man. It ain't going to work. And I like sometimes people will use the perfection thing almost as this shield. Like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I haven't done it in 10 years, but when I do my diet, I'm going to do it perfectly. No, you're not. How are you just going to do it perfectly? You don't have the ability. You don't know how to think. You don't know how to live. You don't know how to eat like a thin and healthy person. So what's this bullshit that you just wake up tomorrow and you're just going to do it perfectly? No, you're not. You need to work at it. And you need to have a strategic, systematic approach to changing your eating, which requires that you know how to change how you feel, which requires that you know how to change how you think. And most people have no clue how to change how they're thinking, you know, which is what I help people with is really primarily. Now, of course, we are, there's, there's the weight mastery pyramid in, in order of importance, right? On the bottom is mindsets, the foundation is the most important piece. Then there's lifestyle, then there's eating. And so we, in the program, we go through the weight mastery blueprints, which are those three things, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. So you got to have strategy, but it's got to be strategy that's based on you. And most diets have nothing to do with you. You haven't met the person. They don't know you. You're just trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and force yourself to follow the diet that doesn't you hate, you know? So, um, you know, but, but again, the big, biggest piece is the mindset. I always say the mindset's the biggest, the biggest thing. Um, I belong to OA, which helps tremendously. The steps address your mental, physical, and spiritual aspects of your life have been the best for me. Um, weight loss becomes a byproduct of the program. That's great, Lisa. Yeah, again, I'm here to support everyone. My experience with, with OA has not been that, um, that it's been successful. Of course, I'm biased because I always get people from programs that haven't worked for them. You know what I mean? Um, the big challenges I get with OA, so if OA is working for you super duper, 
Um, but the big challenge I get with people in OA or Brightlines, for example, is that it's extremely rigid. And that rigidity is, again, if that works for you, then that's all that matters, okay? Um, but I have found for most people, that's not a good solution. Scientifically, they know fact, the biggest weight loss discovery is that the more rigid you are, you know, with, with your diet, typically the less you're going to be able to stick with it, you know? Um, really not so, truly. Yeah, that's great then. You know what I mean? Again, Lisa, <laughs> if, 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 it, if it's working for you, again, I, I always, my core mantra is there is no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, right? There's 7 billion people on the planet. We're all wired a little differently. So obviously, OA is going to work for some people. But for the majority of people that I know, and again, I'm biased because I get those people it's not working for, the rigidity of it is unappealing, you know? And it's, um, it, it's a, it takes a certain personality to thrive with that program, you know? Same with Bright Lines. I mean, people love Bright Lines. Some people, and some people don't like it. It's very, very rigid. So, you know, again, if, if that rigidity works for you, super duper. You know what I mean? I'm here to help you figure out whatever works for you. But if it's not working for you, if you find that you're doing OA and, and you're, you're kind of hot and cold with it, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're doing great with it and then sometimes you're, you're completely just off the, off the wagon, you know? And then if you take a zoom back a little bit and you look and you say, geez, I'm kind of on track a week at a time and I'm off track for months at a time, then that's not, that's not a great plan then, you know? So it's all about how much can you live with this plan? Is there wild swings of your behavior? You know, are, are you swinging like a pendulum? Like you're on it and now I'm totally off it. You know, so again, these are the things to look out for. So with Program Yourself Thin, what we're looking to do, first of all, is it's really not about the weight loss. We make the weight loss secondary. It's really important. Um, it's really important that we, I think, that we take our weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You know, so we really make this a process of becoming the best version of ourselves possible. And the weight's just one piece of that. But there's a bigger goal now. It's not just a number on a scale. It's not the size of a close. It is the ability. Um, it's the ability to become the best version of ourselves, and not just because we look and weigh a certain weight, but because we're living a certain way, we're eating a certain way, we're thinking and feeling a certain way. Um, so that's kind of the thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So Lisa said you find it freeing again. It, that, that's what I mean. If you find it freeing that here's what I'm trying to say when, when it comes to, when it comes to figuring out what strategy you're going to use to master your weight, I think it's important to recognize how it makes you feel. You see? So again, oh, wait, for some people it's suffocating and it's, it's intense, right? Cause they're so worried about messing up and then that's not a good fit for them. But for you, if you do it and you feel like it's freeing, you're like, oh, I finally figured out a way to kind of like, you know, think and construct, um, you know, how I'm going to do this, then that's amazing. You know what I mean? And then you follow that. But a lot of people aren't doing that. You know what I mean? A lot of people are trying to, again, like I say, they're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to force yourself to follow this plan that um, it just doesn't fit for you. You know what I mean? Like you hate it. You know, keto is a good example of this. Like to never eat carbs again. You know what I mean? Very few people want to do that for the rest of their lives, you know?
So um, it's important that when you're, so, so let, me, let me frame it a different way. A lot of times when dieters look at weight loss strategies, they only look at the outcome they're looking for, right? And they'll say things like, I don't give a shit what I got to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll, I'll, I wanna, I'll do it if I can lose the weight. You know, but that's the biggest lie ever told by a dieter. Cause of course you care what you have to do. You, this is your life, you know? So it's like, again, keto. Yeah. Do keto. Is that something you want to do for the rest of your life? And most people it's not, you know? And so if it's not something you want to do for the rest of your life, then why do it at all? What? So you can lose some weight just to put it back on. That seems so depressing to me, you know? Why not figure out a strategy that you wanna do for the rest of your life? I sit in front of you as someone who I love how I eat. It's structured and I love it. I love how I eat breakfast, love my lunch, love my dinners. We do a 5-2 model, five days clean eating, two days pleasure eating. I look forward to the weekend eating that I'm gonna do. Um, I love my clean eating. Everything's kind of balanced for me, okay? And I could see myself eating this way for the rest of my life. And I would love to do that, you know? So I have this... It works for me. It was designed for me. And I see a lot of people, oh, I got I to gotta get rid of carbs completely? Okay, I'm going to do that. You know, and then you do it for maybe a couple months at best. And now you're like, oh, I hate this. I feel like shit, you know? I can't eat cake at my kid's, you know, birthday party. I feel weird, you know? And there's all these things that lower the quality of your life. So what's the point? Why would we do something that lowers the quality of our life? We're, we're doing this to make things better, you know? Um... Yeah, I think we're both saying that's definitely a mindset, not just the food. Oh, it's absolutely a mindset, you know? I always say your mindset is the number one thing impacting your weight. More important than your hormones, your menopause, your insulin resistance, your Hashimoto's, your PCOS, all of it. Your mindset is the number one thing impacting your weight. And so you have to learn how to, so, so when I, let me just be clear too, when I say mindset, because I find a lot of people using the word mindset um, as like a buzzword that really means willpower, right? Because they'll say, you got to get in the right mindset, right? So they're really talking like, oh, just get willpower and just force yourself to do it. I am not talking that. In the program, we break mindset down into six things. It is your motivation. Do you know how to motivate yourself? Probably not. And if you don't know how to motivate yourself, what are you even doing? You know what I mean? So motivation is, is, is key. Um, your self-image, that's where the real work starts. This weight loss process is an inside-out process. You have got to change the way you think about yourself, the way you think about food, the way you think about your health and your life. You've got to change these things if you want to live as a thin and healthy person. Then there is your habits. Do you know how to strategically change your habits? Do you know how to strategically change the bad habits and strategically implement the good habits? Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Or are you just winging it and trying to force yourself to act different? It's probably not gonna last. Then there's emotions, right? Do you know how to manage your emotions without food? Probably not because we live in a culture where they're conditioning us to use food as the main emotional management strategy. So until you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel without food and how to deal with the shitty emotions that you have to deal with without food, I think you're going to struggle with your weight. Next is your thinking. Do you know how to think like a thin and healthy person? Probably not. And then finally is maintenance. Do you know how to maintain? Not once you get to your goal weight. How dare you? <laughs> you know, if you think if you think maintenance only is necessary once you get your goal weight, you're fucking bonkers because you think you can just you just assume you can take for granted that you're gonna go from day one to day two, week one to week two, month one to month two. 
No way. No way, dude. You need to learn how to maintain when life starts shitting on you, when you get sick, when you get tired, when you get fired, when you get fight with your boss, when you're fighting with your partner, all the bullshit that happens. How do you maintain? Most people have no clue, right? So that's the the mindset as we break it down. And, you know, that, that's the, the mindset blueprints that I take you through in the program. Um, but yeah, mindset is the most important thing. And I don't see a lot of people teaching mindset well, be honest. I see a lot of people getting you hyped up. Come on, come on. Why do you want to do this? You got to do this. You know, and if you don't do this, it's going to be bad. And, da, 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 da. and it's like, I don't think people really understand how their, their minds work. I don't think most people understand they have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain that knows what you should do to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. And your subconscious mind runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Your subconscious mind is in control of your weight because it's in control of your automated behaviors. Your eating is habitual, folks. You're not eating new different things every single day. You've got eating patterns that are keeping you overweight. And we need to change those patterns. In order to change those patterns, we need to change your subconscious programs. And so most people have no clue about this, right? And so you think learning more things about weight loss is going to help you. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know everything there is to know about writing with your hand, don't you? Right? You're an expert at writing with your hand. You can write a, a word, a sentence, a whole letter if you wanted to, right? You know everything there is to know about writing with it. But can you do it with the other hand? No. Okay? So there's a difference between conceptual knowledge and behavioral knowledge, and dieters have a bunch of conceptual knowledge and very little behavioral knowledge and very little ability to train their behaviors. So again, I don't want you to just lose weight. I want you to get to your goal weight and then I want you to live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the path of weight mastery. Do you really want food and dieting and your weight to be the center of your life for the rest of your life? Is that what you want? I don't, I got a lot of other shit I want to focus on. My family, adventures, my work, my business. There's a lot of other things I'd rather focus on. Playing guitar, doing yoga, playing basketball, meditating, right? There's a lot of things I want to do. I don't want to fixate and focus on food and calories and, and weight and all the rest of it forever. You know, I want it to be automatic and it is for me. You know what I mean? Like, again, that, that's what I help people with. And um, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know where the average person is learning how to create a thin and healthy mindset. You'd have to tell me. You show me. Where, where are you going to learn how to have a thin and healthy mindset? No way. Are we, have, are we learning how to have a thin and healthy mindset? No way. Are we? Or are we learning how to fight against our overweight mindset for the rest of our lives? I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, it's called literally Overeaters Anonymous, you know? It's literally right in the title. It's defined by the problem, right? Everything is defined as you being an overeater, not as you becoming a thin, healthy person, which is fine. But again, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. I sit here and tell you not to think about a banana, if I tell you, don't, don't think about a banana, what are you thinking about? A banana, right? So your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Most dieters are fixated on what they're doing wrong, what the problem is. And so, again, I, I think it's better to focus on what you want. What do you want? Okay, you were an overeater. 
Is that what you want to be forever? You, I'm an overeater. And again, I, I'm not knocking it because I know for alcohol, for alcoholics, um, sometimes that definition is life-saving for them, you know? But when it comes to the food thing, I don't know. I just don't know. But again, everyone gets to choose their path. So, so you know, choose your path, you know? But to me, it's like, I want to focus on what I want to be. I want to be thin and healthy. I want to automatically eat in a way that helps me out. I'd love to give a talk on it. It works in tandem with the food plan that works best for you. Yeah, that's great, Lisa. Um, but again, you know, like it is, it, it assumes you're always going to be an overeater, you know, which for some people they have to do. But again, I don't know, you know. Um, what's Tabby saying? For years, it's not a good motivation to only have that. Yeah, I don't think so. So again, you know, it's all about who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? You know, and um, I'm a big believer in that. And I think the more you focus on who you want to be and you systematically and strategically work on becoming that version of yourself, that to me is the path. And I don't see what, I, I think most people that want to lose weight, I mean, even losing weight, I don't even like to use that frame because it's it's always referencing your subconscious mind on you being overweight. That's why I always say, like, when you're talking about your weight loss, I think that, um, oh, did you ask a question, Tabby? I didn't see it. When you, so I would suggest that even how you, yeah, re-ask the question, Tabby. I don't, I didn't see it. Um. That, that even how you articulate your weight loss goals, I think you're better off saying, I want to weigh X amount of pounds than you are saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds. Because when you say, I want to lose X amount of pounds, you're in your mind, you're making an image of your overweight self. And that's what you know. All your wiring is your overweight self. So program yourself then. The main strategy is to put yourself into the mindset, the body of the person you want to be. And you operate out of that version of you as often as you can so that you develop the neural wiring to be that person. And that is the foundation of becoming that person. And so a lot of, I mean, why do, it's estimated 82, 95% of people put the weight back on. How is that possible, folks? How can you, how can you lose the weight and then put it back on? How can so many people lose the weight and then put it back on? Right, if the weight, if losing weight's so great, you know how to do it. It's not their genetics. It's not their ability. It's not their willpower. What is it? Why do everyone? Why does almost everyone put the weight back on? I think it's because you got two mindsets. You got an overweight mindset and you got a diet mindset. And never in that scenario do you create a thin and healthy mindset. I have done over five thousand private weight loss sessions. And every time I work with someone, everyone's lost weight. Everyone's lost weight. And I say, well, when you lost the weight, why'd you put it back on? And I go for deeper reasons. I was like, oh, I don't know, I started eating again. I don't know, I self-sabotage, whatever. Like, get deeper into it. And what people almost always come to is some version of, I didn't feel like myself. This is why I say you weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. If you've struggled to lose the weight, I can almost guarantee you, you're not really motivated to lose it. You wish you'd lose it, but you don't really want to. And this, again, comes down to a mindset problem. 
You weigh what you imagine. You think of yourself as the weight that you're at right now. If, if you've been at the weight for, I mean, if all of a sudden, you, you know, you're, you just put 50 pounds on the last three months, that's a different story. But if you've been at the same relative weight for the last year, five years, this is the weight you think of yourself at. You know, they talk about like weight set points. Weight set points are real, but they're primarily mental. It's how you think about yourself. You know how to get through the world as an overweight person. Your brain's a prediction machine. It wants to prediction. That's its main job. And so it wants to maintain the status quo because the more status quo things are, the easier it is to predict what's going to happen. And so if you all of a sudden woke up tomorrow at your goal weight, yeah, it's exciting and all that, but it's also a bit scary because now all of a sudden it changes your reality. People respond to you a little differently. You live a little different. You talk differently. You act differently. And that's scary to your subconscious mind. Ezra says, I think I've mastered my diet. Last night I found myself stuffed at 800 calories and had to force myself to eat. High protein is the cheat code. Uh, it is in the short term, Ezra, but you won't know if you mastered your diet until you've done it for a year or two. Just to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? But great. Follow this out and find out if that's the diet. But but you, you no one knows if they've mastered their diet within a day or a week. Okay? Mastery requires years, folks. All right. And that's the path I'd like you to get on. I'd like you to get on the weight mastery path. Master your fucking weight. Stop trying to lose it. It's so weird. You're so obsessed with these fast action. You know, I just want to get it. I got to get rid of it. You're always like looking for cheat codes, shortcuts. If you took all that energy that you've wasted the last 30 years on trying to lose weight and just dedicated to the fundamentals of mastering your weight, you would have mastered after a year or two. You know, there's a great saying that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. The diet industry's got you so fixated on short-term results that it's it's messing you all up, you know? But I'm glad you found something that may work. Tabby says, look up. I don't know. I, I looked up. I don't see it, Tabby. I just kind of response to it. Let's see. I don't see it. Oh, you know what? Let me try this. I found a little sneaky way I could see just questions. Oh, no, that's not true. It's <laughs> showing me everything. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tabby. I, I can't see it. I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went. Vonsay says, I've lost weight so many times, and every time I get to my goal weight, I think, okay, now what? Thank you, Vonsay. Thank you. I'm glad you said that because that this is like one of those things people never recognize, even though they've experienced it 50 times, Right? Now what? Okay, now what? Because you've got an overweight mindset and you've got a diet mindset. And you again, when you're most successful, you diet yourself down to your weight. And now you're like, what do I do now? I can't keep dieting and I can't go back to being overweight. What do I do now? You hit the nail on the head, Von Sam. Thank you for saying that. You know, because it's like, that's what, that's where I always get to with people. But it's just, being a human is one of the weirdest things on the planet, especially if you want to lose weight. I can't, I don't know. Like, I know you... It's just like you think you know what you're thinking is right, but it's just not. Your thinking is 180 degrees backwards. I, I, that's all I can say. It's not a criticism or judgment. It just is, you know? And it's like you've got to change your thinking in order to get the results you want, you know? Because it's exactly that. You trade for the pleasure of the food, for the pleasure of the scale going down. The scale stops going down because you reach your goal weight. Yeah, and it, well, well, what, what do I do now? I don't, I don't even know. Don't even know because you know how to think like an overweight person person and you know how to think like a dieter you do not know how to think like a thin and healthy person 
And, and that is the core problem for anyone who's struggling to lose weight. And the problem is the diet's not going to fix that for you. There's no answer to that one. Jody says, I'm beyond calm. I'll master my weight and I will live there on autopilot, happy and calm. Yeah, now Jody's in the program, right? Now Jody is the same thing. Very, uh, you know, uh, overthinker, perfectionist tendencies, um, dieting, you know, the same shit. Reach the goal weight. Now Jody was in the program and she reaches, gets close to her goal weight. Again, because what we're developing in the program, program yourself thin, it's really built around awareness. I guess what I'm trying to say, when I say your thing is 180 degrees, it really is. What you need to do is awareness precedes change. You need to become more aware of yourself, of things. That's what you need to do first. Not just enact willpower. That's it. No more of this. You're always just fighting against yourself. You need to understand yourself. And so the big thing Jody realizes, she got closer to her goal. She goes, as I close my goal weight, I'm, I'm starting to freak out. You know, and so we work on that now. She's way more calm. Y'all ain't calm. You're not calm enough to lose the weight, A. And then if you start getting close to the goal weight, I no one realizes, because I've had so many conversations with this, is that as you get close to your goal weight, next time you do it, pay attention. Because as you get closer and closer to that goal weight, you're fucking freaking out. You're freaking out subconsciously because you're so worried you're going to put the weight on. Dieters have two mantras. The first one is, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. That's just bullshit, by the way. You don't just want to lose the weight. You want to live at your goal weight. So if I could give you anything, please change your goal. Upgrade your goal from I just want to lose weight to I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. Isn't that a better description of what you actually want? Then start saying it. Okay, so you got, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. And then they get to their goal weight. And you know, the new mantra becomes, I hope I don't put the weight back on. I just don't want to put the weight back on. I just don't want to put the weight back on. You know, talk about like literal suggestions, hypnotic suggestions. I just want to lose the weight. Okay, you lost it. Now let's put it back on, right? And then the whole time, I don't want to put the weight on. I just don't want to put the weight back on. Then you put it back on, you know? And again, this is what it feels like. It's like, Right now, I know you're, you're stressed. I know you're stressed out. And that stress is one of the main things causing you to eat too much. It would cause you to be overweight. And then even if you're able to restrict yourself all the way down to your goal weight, the closer you get to your goal weight, the more you freak out. Right? I mean, am I crazy? Am I talking crazy shit here or what? Or is this resonating at all? And that's why Jody being beyond calm is so valuable for her. And this is why this will be the end of it for her. Yeah, Vonce says, yeah, it's craziness. It is. Astrid says, good for you, Jody. It is good for you, Jody. It's so great. I love seeing it, you know? And that calm is her foundation because when you're calm, you think differently. You know, everyone in my program is an intelligent, smart person. Listen, if you're listening to me now, I know you're an overthinker and I know you're intelligent because I'm talking real fast and I'm saying lots of, you know, kind of higher conceptual shit. So if you're listening, I know you're an overthinker. I know you're probably a perfectionist. And I know you're intelligent. Um, and what's happening though, is when it comes to you, right? Cause like you, you think about your work, right? When you, when you work, you do really well, right? You're focused, you're motivated, you got willpower, you take action, you got all these, these skills and these abilities, right? Then it comes to your weight loss and those, all those abilities disappear. How can that be? Well, I'll tell you how it be. <laughs> it's because when it comes to your weight, every time you think about your weight, you freak out. You activate your sympathetic nervous system, your flight, fight, or freeze response because you've failed so many times with weight loss that now every time you think about your weight loss, you go into a, an anxious state. You're upset with how you look. You're pissed off that you did this to yourself. You start beating yourself up. You get mad. You get stressed. You get tense. And as soon as you get the, into that state, you're not even thinking anymore. 
Because when you go into a sympathetic state, fight, flight, or freeze, the blood goes from your brain down to your body so that you can fight, flight, or freeze. Fight, flight, and freeze state is not a state to sit there and think um, intelligently, logically. It's a state to respond and be impulsive with. Okay? And so you're not even using all of your resources and abilities to lose weight. You're just freaking out and you're, you're just taking wild whacks at try you know it's like, like you know the pinata right you know they put the, the blindfold on person they spin them around they just have them whack at the pinata you know you ever seen that and you ever see like like people that are really wild with the whacking you know what i mean like just like huge that's kind of like what that's kind of metaphorically how you're trying to lose weight you know what i mean it's just it's no strategy right because every diet by the way is not strategic every diet is one tactic every diet and they do this because dieting is just marketing it's all just marketing. And so what they do is they know that they're, the people they're appealing to are overwhelmed and exhausted and frustrated and all the rest of it. So they know the diet's got to be one thing and it's got to seem conceptually anyways, very simple. And that's why we get keto, no carbs. Intermittent fasting, no eating for 16 hours. Um, just name it, right? Weight Watchers, just count your points. Um, a lot of diets, just 1,200 calories, right? Count your calories. Um, you know, it just goes on and on. Every diet's one thing, right? And so that's not enough for you to master your weight, right? You need more than just one little tactic. You need a comprehensive, holistic approach to mastering your weight once and for all. And it better have a mindset component, a lifestyle component, and obviously an eating component. But the eating component, ironically, like it's, it's the most important physical thing, right? Because your weight really is a reflection of your eating, but your eating is really dictated by your lifestyle and your mindset. So in that sense, your mindset and lifestyle are the most important pieces because they dictate and control the eating ultimately. You know, So if you're really serious about mastering your weight, you need to have this comprehensive, holistic approach. I have not seen other things work you know, consistently. But again, if you're looking to understand this approach in more detail, go to my bio, click the link, Get the hypnosis session I give you. Watch the training I give you. Uh, it's called Three Steps to Master Your Weight. I kind of bring you through the whole, break down the whole system for you um, so that you can see it, okay? Because it's a different approach. And um, that's what you need. <laughs> the first step for you, the most valuable thing is just to see a different angle on your weight loss. You don't realize this, but you think you are trapped in a mental prison. You think like a dieter. And um, it's that diet mindset that is trapping you being overweight more than anything else, way more than your food addictions or your lack of willpower or whatever other story you're telling yourself. It is the mindset that you now have that runs on autopilot that keeps you overweight. And that's what I believe you need to change. And once you do, weight loss not only happens, but it's, it can be a lot easier you know, than it's been for you. That's the important piece, okay? We don't just wanna lose weight, we wanna lose weight easily. That's, that's the key thing. Well, thank you, Astrid. Astrid says, I'm grateful for you. My life gets better step by step. Yeah, right? Again, I love Astrid because we're just, we keep finding little things to change and to build on. Weight loss, when it's happening properly, feels like, it's, it's like you're developing, well, okay. It's like you're building a house, right? If you're building a house, you start with foundation, but you start with a blueprint. Right. And then you got a foundation you start with, and then you build the first floor walls, right? Then you do the ceiling, then you build the second. Right. It's very systematic. And you can see where you're at, you know where you're going. 
right? And, and it just, there's a sense of stability and calm and, and all the rest of it to it. And with, with your weight loss, it's like, okay, I'm going to start tomorrow, no more carbs. What? I mean, first of all, you've tried it a hundred times and it hasn't worked. So that's the first problem. Second, it's like, that that's it. That's all you think it, it is between you and where you want to be weight wise. You think that's it. You just need to stop eating carbs. Like it's that's such it's don't take us the wrong way, but it's childlike thinking, right? It's, it's, it's just superficial childlike thinking. It, it takes a lot more than that. Oh, more than that. Oh God. Oh God. Well, I mean, Jesus, you're going to keep on trying these diets. <laughs> they never work. Why would they work? What do you think? I always ask this question, right? Cause it's, it's the magic Monday thing, right? Where it's like a lot of dieters in their mind, they're like, well, there's going to be this magical Monday. There's going to be this Monday where I wake up and then I don't eat any more carbs ever again. Why? What's going to be the difference between you right now, watching this right now and this, that you on this magical Monday when you wake up as a completely different version of you? What, what sense does that make? It's, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, a, it's an immature, childlike thought, right? It, it's, it's fantasy land. I, mean, I want you to ask Santa for a new body like, while we're at it, right? Maybe you could write to the Easter Bunny. <laughs> I don't mean to be a dick, but it's just, it's, it's like silly though. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there's gotta be, you gotta have like some, right? Because you're, you're so superstitious. Like sometimes you're really motivated and you, you follow your plan for a week. Right. And then all of a sudden you start sabotaging yourself and you have no idea why, you know? Yeah. Jody's there you go. Right. So again, Jody's a smart one. She's in the program, right? She says, it's actually fun to learn things about yourself and losing weight is easy. Who would have thought? <laughs> of course, of course it's about understanding yourself, right? It was so funny. And I, like yesterday coaching call was really fun because we had someone on it who was new and again, smart person. She's tried lots of things. So it's not that she doesn't want to take the action. She's tried lots of things, but they're all these superficial whacks at the pinata. You know what I mean? They're just wild, wild swinging whacks that, that have no strategy or foundation behind them. And so it was so funny talking to her yesterday because you go from like her just feeling completely overwhelmed. I don't know what to do to narrowing it down. To, you know, because listen, folks, you're you're probably three habits away from living at your goal weight. That's what I've seen. You know, you're about three habits away. How, what would you think would happen if you stopped snacking at night or you, you reduced your, your snacking at night? If, if that's one of them, you overate less at dinner, right? You ate slower and ate less at dinner, right? Say that's your other. What are your worst three habits? So this is what we do in the program. The first two habits. What are your two worst eating habits? The ones that are most responsible for the extra calories going into your body regularly, right? What are the worst two eating habits you have that show up um, daily or weekly? Right? Feel free to, if you want to write these down, go ahead. I already know what they are. It's, it's eating at night, snacking at night. Um, it's overeating at dinner. It's snacking and eating in the afternoon, overeating at lunch, eating the wrong thing at lunch, right? Those are the big ones, you know? So if you think about your two worst eating habits, if those disappeared from your life magically, what do you think would happen to your weight over the next year? Yeah, Vonce says chips all day and ice cream at night, right? All right, so that, that happens too, right? Some people just all, all day long, you know? Um, 
But even Monse, right? So we're talking about the weight, right? You don't know what to do. But let's just say magically, right? The chip. Now, again, I say magically just to get you to the point. Um, chips all day and ice cream at night, right? Let's just say magically that disappeared from your life, though. Where would you be at next year with your weight? You know? Now, again, I'm, I'm not... Because I see someone saying this, right? So, um, bro, you make things look so easy. Control your mind. Control everything. Thanks for the value. Um so I, I don't want to make it seem so easy. I, I don't, because I, I don't want to do that. I'm never here. The diet industry operates on the concept of the false hope syndrome, okay? This is the idea, because every diet ad you see is the before and after picture, how long it takes to get there. So you find, <laughs> okay, we'll get to that, Vonce. Um, So, you know, in your mind, you're always thinking short term, how can I go from that to that quickly? You know what I mean? And it's like you, you fantasize in your mind, I want to, I want to wear that bikini. I want to go to the bathing, go to the beach and wear the bathing suit, you know? And, um, it's, so, so it's based on this false hope syndrome. So I never want to do that to you. Um, I, in some people say, Oh, that's what you're doing. Cause we'll do like the, if you see any of my videos, some of the more popular ones are where we're doing the rehearsal technique, where imagine yourself tomorrow at your goal weight. So you imagine waking up tomorrow at your goal weight. Well, isn't that the false hope syndrome? It's not because there's a lot more deeper meaning into it, you know? But a lot of the diet is based on the false hope and um, and just making it seem really easy. So I always want to make clear that um, <laughs> uh, it, it is work. Like, like it's work, but you know what? It's like um, sometimes like trying to do everything instantly is harder than just committing to the process. Do you know what I mean? Like, like if, if that makes sense. And so I'm not sitting here, like when I look at everything I've done to, to master my weight and my lifestyle, my health, it's it, it, okay. It's, it's like, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. So I have to com- consistently take the actions, whether it's mentally programming myself, whether it's actually doing the lifestyle, whether it's actually eating that way, it's shopping, it's, it's figuring these things out. So there's a lot of actions been taken and will continue to be taken. So I'm not sitting here saying it's like, it's the easiest thing on the planet. Like I'm putting work into it, but it's not like dieting because dieting is so hard. Like it's super duper hard. That's why it's, it's almost impossible to do. So what I'm saying is, yes, it does take work, but it's strategic, intelligent work. I hope that makes sense. You know? So Vance says probably finding other snacks to replace those. Um, and you kind of hit on something, right? So there's a three R's of weight loss we cover in the program. Reduce, replace, and remove. Now, what most people want to do is they just want to remove, okay? And that's fine, but that's the hardest one. So reduce and replace is something else as well. So Vance, if you replace those snacks with something that had less calories in it, you still lose weight, you know? And that's an easier way to do it. But again, Vance, we would get to the heart of it. Um, what's happening, I'm going to guess, is you're not nourishing yourself, so you're hungry all the time. And you have this chip habit, you have the ice cream habit. Um, but those those are not the main problem. Those are expressions. What's up, Karen? Um, those are symptoms of the deeper problem. So I'm going to guess, Von, say, because most dieters, what they're focused on is just cutting out calories, cutting out food. Um, I find most people need to add more food in. You need to add more nourishment in. You're, you're malnourished, ironically, you know? Um, you're not getting the nutrients your body needs, so you're hungry all the time. Right? It's a fucking simple concept, but I don't ever think about that. Um, probably your three habits away from your goal weight. Jeez, damn, that's deep. That is deep. It really is. I mean, and the point of it is, here's the point. 
The reason it's so important to look at the habits as a habit is because it makes it less overwhelming. You see, you're overwhelmed right now, right? Because somebody say like, oh my God, I eat chips all day and then I'm eating ice cream every night. And okay, I got to stop. Okay, tomorrow I got to not eat chips. I got to not eat ice cream. Okay, I made it through one day. Okay, tomorrow I got I to gotta not eat chips. I got to not eat ice cream. And it feels overwhelming, but we can break that down into saying that's two habits. If you could change the habit of eating chips all day and eating ice cream at night, you'd probably be 60, 70 pounds lighter by next year at this time. Well, so now all of a sudden we've taken something that feels overwhelming and huge and we've broken it down into just two things. And once we broke down into habits, now we can break it down even more. Again, that's the value of understanding the neuroscience of habits. Habits don't just run all willy-nilly. They're triggered very specifically by environmental cues. So once we understand those and we understand how it affects how you think and how you feel, and we change that, then we change the habit by, by definition. I guess maybe it is easy sometimes. It's a lot easier than what you think because what you're trying, what you all are trying to do is you're trying to use willpower to just stop everything, you know, and it sucks. I always feel like I'm just being greedy and not hungry. Maybe, but I bet you're hungry. I don't know how nourishing your food is, you know? How nourishing is all the other food other than the chips and the ice cream, you know? How much fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, natural food you're getting in your body? Think about this, folks, right? It's like if you don't eat enough calories, what happens? You feel hungry, right? Your body sends you a hunger signal, right? That makes sense. We need calories to live. That makes sense. But what do you think happens if you're not getting the micronutrients that you need? And you're probably not. If you're eating a standard American diet, you're not getting the micronutrients you need. So if you're not getting the nutrients that you need, what do you think your body does? What kind of signal do you think your body sends you? If, if your body's like, we're not, we don't have enough nutrients, we need nutrients, let's eat. Let's eat. You're hungry. Because your body evolved in a natural environment where when you ate, you typically had a lot of nutrients in it. And so now your body hasn't caught up to the fact that, oh, we can eat a thousand calories and there's hardly any micronutrients in it. And so guess what? You can go and eat a thousand calories and you're still hungry. There's a lot of things in the way you're eating that are making you hungry. If you're eating a standard American diet, it's a diet designed to keep you hungry. See, you don't think this. why I say you think about these food companies in positive ways, but they're just like the cigarette companies. And so they're trying to malnourish you because malnourishment makes you hungry all the time. All they want to do is sell their shitty food and get you to keep eating it. And so they create food stuff that's not nourishing your body. It's putting calories in your body. It's tantalizing your taste buds. It's stimulating you. You like it, but it's not nourishing your body. And so you fucking feel hungry all the time, no matter how much you eat. You ever feel that? It's the endless hunger, right? Yeah, it's hard to lose weight when you're always hungry. And it's hard not to be always hungry if you're not nourishing your body. <laughs> you know, this is what I mean. I'm not saying it's easy to start nourishing your body. It takes work to change up how you're eating, but it sure helps to have a fucking strategy of what's going on, right? As opposed to, I don't know, I keep trying to eat less and I'm good until two o'clock and then I eat a pint of ice cream and you do that every day and you don't know why. Oh, it's because I have no willpower because I'm always hungry. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, as a dieter, your, your concepts, your conceptual understanding of what leads to living at a goal weight is so shallow. There's just nothing there. I, don't take this the wrong way. Don't get mad at me 
Because what the fuck? It makes no sense. You're a smart, intelligent person. How can you still be struggling so hard with this? And if you're honest with yourself, you'll realize, I don't know anything more about how to lose weight now than I did 30 years ago before I started my first diet. That's the big fucking tell that you're being tricked by the diet industry. You don't know anything about how to lose weight. Don't tell me I got to stop eating carbs. Holy shit. That's not a strategy. It's a tactic. <laughs> We're going to stop eating sugar. That's it? That's your plan? That's your plan? That's like, I want to make money. I got to work hard. That That's your, that's it? Just work hard? <laughs> I don't know, but humans are, they were smart and dumb at the same time. And it's like in NLP, neuro linguistic programming, which is what I do. That's what I help people with. That's the, the, it, it's like hypnosis, but it's different. Um, we have like kind of these commandments that we always have to tell ourselves, remind ourselves. One of them is that if something's not working, do something different. We have to remind ourselves of that because the human brain does what it did even if that thing doesn't work. <laughs> so here you are, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years into dieting. And it's like, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's all, there's very few things in your life that you would just keep doing for 20, 30, 40 years. They don't work and you just keep doing it. You know, I don't know Well, they always say. It's like, it's like running East looking for a sunset. It, it ain't never going to work. The diet's not meant for you to live at your goal weight. Don't you get that folks? All the diets are owned by food companies. They're all bullshit. They just want to get you coming and going. They want to make it seem like they're helping you lose weight, but they don't. And I can tell you as a hypno, I could do, I'm going to do a lesson on this. Why diets don't actually help you lose weight is because psychologically, subconsciously, the way diets are set up, they do the opposite to help you lose weight. They actually trigger more food cravings and bad eating and all this other stuff. So literally dieting is like a great way to be overweight. And it's a horrible way to be at your goal weight. And that's that. <laughs> but all right, I got to get out of here. Got a calls coming up today. Again, folks, if you have not yet, please, please go to my bio, click the link in my bio, get the hypnosis session I give you. It's called the New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session, weight loss kickstart session. And if you listen to it, it's about 10 minutes, you'll find that you're really motivated to eat better. And you'll notice that you're making better food choices naturally and easily, at least for the next couple of days. You'll just naturally make better food choices, okay? And um, then, though, the, mo the main thing is, is once you opt in, it takes a couple minutes for me to send that to you. So what I, what I um, do is I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. Please watch this. It's about a half hour, okay? And it will it will help you think about weight in a completely different way that's going to help you, all right? And then I got my podcast, is Program Yourself, then it's on all the podcast platforms, so go check that out as well. And um, yeah, I wish you the best, all right? I really do. I got a little worked up today. I'm not trying to bust your all chops. I'm just trying to point out um, the futility of dieting and show you there is a much better way. So if you're serious about losing weight, Stop dieting and, and learn this approach. It's a lot better. Astrid, good night. I will see you tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to you. Jody, you're welcome. And uh, have a great day. Stay relaxed. All right. I know things are stressful over there. So, all right, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.